Welcome to another episode of Teachers in the Dungeon. Join hosts Tom and Dan as they break down the campaigns they create and play, sharing memorable successes and unforgettable failures of players and the DM, as well as discussing a variety of D&D-related topics. So, grab your dice and grab some fun. It's time for Teachers in the Dungeon. Yo, ho, ho, it's time to go Back to the dungeon far below Players arrive in time to die Man, I love to watch them cry Grab some dice, grab some fun Join the teachers in the dungeon Well, hello and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon My name is Tom Gross And I have Dan Ream here with me as well Hello, everybody we are the co-hosts of Teachers in the Dungeon, and we want to say welcome to all of you checking out our podcast for the first time, and we are so glad you're here. You can also join us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Dungeon Teachers, and then Facebook and Instagram, we are Teachers in the Dungeon. You can check out, you can get those links and information in our show notes, as well as our email, teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. If you want to send us some feedback, give us a little bit of what you're thinking about the things we're talking about. We like feedback. We do like feedback. <laughs> and anytime you have some of it, let us know what you're thinking. So you folks, actually, if this is the first time you're listening, you get a treat because this is the new and improved Session Zero. That's right. We are deleting the original one because those of you who are longtime listeners, thank you for putting up with that. Yes. <laughs> We're trying. I think we've improved since then. So I hope so. So uh, Dan, you, you were going to share a little bit about what the podcast is about. Maybe even a little bit how we came up with this idea of of our format of podcast and all that. Oh, you're just throwing this on me. Oh yeah. This is impromptu speaking right here. So, <laughs> so well, kind of ironic because it was your brainchild actually, your idea. Ooh. We are uh, two teachers, and Tom is. The one who got me, as well as some of our other teacher friends, back into Dungeons & Dragons a few years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. And we've enjoyed playing, we've done homebrew, we've done some uh, published adventures, and, and we just decided we might kind of enjoy discussing our adventures. Yep. And as we talk more about, well, what, what would it look like if we actually did try to do a podcast, we sort of expanded what we thought we would present to people and see if they enjoyed it. And I'll let you sort of tell us a little bit about those, our, our topics maybe, or you want to do that or do you want to jump into? Let's, let's jump into the different types of episodes and I think we'll cover the topics from there. So as you look at the feed for Teachers in the Dungeon, you'll notice that we have titled our episodes. Some episodes have different titles than others. And for example, you'll see some of them are what we call episode or episodic episodes where we talk about the adventures that we play. Dan mentioned the the our teacher friends that we play Dungeons and Dragons with. We kind of retell those stories. You don't have to spend three hours listening to one game session. We summarize for you. And I think I think those have gone pretty well. And so we hope you enjoy those episodes where we share and kind of reflect on how that gameplay went. We tell the story, but then we also do from time to time get into our thought process, either as the DM or as the players to kind of give you a, a behind the scenes or, or pull the curtain behind and show 
mostly you know, mistakes that we made, so maybe well, you could avoid them if you, uh, yeah. I made as DM. That's kind of what I, <laughs> I see myself doing most of the time is saying, here's, here's my idea that did not work. Well, don't as, be like me. as players as well, because <laughs> there are many times that we go into things without really thinking it through. And in hindsight, <laughs> uh, we share those moments where, well, we just drew our weapons or we just open the door and see what's behind door one. Yes. So those are our episode shows, and we hope you enjoy those. There are a couple of them out there currently. One is a, a story that we tell with a group named the Tieflings Jacks. You'll meet characters, Zedi, Siv, Rix, Derishle, Kersis, and Borum. And that plays through Dan's homeworld. I don't know if you want to say anything about your homebrew world with that or save it for the episodes. Hmm. I think I think we'll just let it unfold as it naturally does. The, and, yes, it's, it's an entire continent for them to explore. Yes. And so we have a full storyline of that moving forward. So if you come across those, that is what that is. We currently in the episode shows are working through the island of Slint with different characters, Wade, Bert, and Jacques. Yes. Yeah, lots for you guys to explore with that. Absolutely. Another type of episode that you may come across are the episodes we call our random encounters. I would say our random encounters are where we just we get a wild kind of crazy idea that, you know, we or will take from something that we've been talking about kind of back and forth, a D&D mm-hmm. topic, and we sort of break that topic down. We also, in those random encounters, may have interviewers, interviews rather, with content creators, artists, business owners, maybe some players in yes. our adventures or maybe in some other adventures. Sort of fleshing out the world of D&D and... You know, all the people that are connected and all the ways that they're connected yeah. to this game. Yeah, and so that's why we call them the random encounters, because you yes. may not have any idea what you're getting into <laughs> when you turn on a random encounter episode. It's so a way to categorize the uncategorizable. <laughs> that's what teachers do. That's right. We are good at that. <laughs> Another type of episode that you might come across from time to time are our bonus action episodes. And because a bonus action is a quick action, very timely That's the type of episode that we came up with there. So when we do book reviews or adventure reviews or any other type of timely announcement, that'll be a bonus action episode. And one Uh, last one that we are implementing is uh, our leveling up episodes. That's right. As As we've gone into this a little bit more, our name has indicated that maybe we should also look at D&D in an educational setting. or role-playing in general in an educational setting. So Mm -hmm. we are in the process of building out that part of the podcast as well to to dig a little deeper into how to use role-playing in the classroom and with just with students in general. Right. And so if you're a teacher checking this out because of our name, Teachers in the Dungeon, we have episodes just for you. Although I think that there that there's a pretty broad spectrum of conversation in education. And I think a lot yes. of us that do play Dungeons and Dragons, we may play with our own children or, you know, in a in a club that might include youth. And so, you know, those episodes I think would be apt applicable to anybody that plays uh, Dungeons and Dragons with youth. So speaking of education and uh, teaching, we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit because as Dan mentioned, we are both teachers, but we, we do 
we have different roles in our school. We teach yes. together at the same school, but our roles are a little bit different. And so I'll turn it over to you. And you're the experienced uh, teacher, <laughs> at least by a couple of years. So I'll let you uh, tell a little bit about, talk a little bit about where you come from in our conversation on Teachers so in the Dungeon. He's, he's telling you I'm older than he is. That's basically what we're, we're hearing there. So. If you see pictures of us, though, <laughs> you, you might not think that. Though. Oh, I think so. I've got a little more gray. <laughs> So I teach social studies. I have taught it for nearly 30 years, and I've taught pretty much the entire spectrum, everything from sociology, psychology, geography, civics, U.S. history, European history. So I draw from a lot of that in my creation of homebrew. I also, I don't anymore, but for a few years I taught French, and so I do also try to bring some language, linguistics stuff into, into my world building as well. I enjoy, if you, if you pop up on our Instagram, you'll see I enjoy creating poorly executed terrain and, and scatters no. and things like that. But I'm learning. It is improving, most definitely. <laughs> Never started bad, but it, it is improving and getting so much better. It looks great. So I've... I found that I enjoy dabbling in a lot of different things. And so that is one thing with, with my homebrew, the homebrew terrain then comes along for the ride. And I will say you're leaving out a major piece of your contribution and uh, creativity aspect, because with most of our feedback, you know, the people that tell us about what they think about the show or, or what, they've, what they get from the show, they always mention a theme song. Maybe you ought to tell us a little bit about oh. that as well, sir. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I, I enjoy messing around with music as well. So the, the theme songs that you'll hear are, home, are homebrew as well. Yes. So I enlist family help whenever I can. So you'll hear my son's trombone on there a little bit and some things like that very occasionally. So... Yeah. So not only is Dan talented, but his entire family is uh, <laughs> talented. It is for sure. Tell us a little bit about your history of Dungeons and Dragons. So I, I played one, I think it must've been first edition when I was 12, one session. And I made the mistake of gushing about it in front of my parents. And my very Baptist mother heard levitating boots of levitation. And that was it. <laughs> You're done. You're not playing that. And so the, the satanic panic knocked me out. And then one time after that, in college, we played, I think, three sessions and completely burnt out our DM oh. and never played oh. again. And so then it was not until many, many years later when, Tom, when you started us up again. So, okay. And I jumped at the chance. I, was, I had always been one game, and I was hooked on it completely. And that desire to play never really left. So that was that was pretty exciting. Awesome. So, all right. Well, very your turn. good. My turn. And we'll hear more about uh, Dan's story as we go through all, you know, as you continue to listen to the podcast and mine as well, I suppose. But yeah, so in education, I've, I've been in education. Dan, I've not done anything in my life except be alive for at least 30 years. <laughs> 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 but I've been in education for 21 or 22, yeah, 21 years <laughs> in different capacities. My first 10 years of education, I was an English history teacher, speech communication teacher as well. 
And then I moved into the school library and became a school librarian at several different schools. I've worked enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, quiet. <laughs> No, not not that kind of library. No tomfoolery over there, mister. <laughs> anyway, so I've worked every, everywhere from a K-12 school librarian to now just a high school librarian. And I love that aspect because not only do I get to work with students, but I also get to work with teachers and administration as well. And so I really enjoy that. No two days, as, in, as it was in teaching, but no two days are the same. At least in teaching, you have the schedule of the bell right. in classes. I don't even ha- have that. And so some days that's frustrating, but most days it's an absolute joy. So that's, that's where I come from in education, where I bring Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing and games in general is as a librarian, one of my best ways to reach out to students is through clubs. And so in all the schools that I've, I've been in, uh, I've had some type of a gaming club. I have really informal chess club in my first school I taught in. And then when I moved to become a school librarian, I did some after-school game nights with kids. And then in my other school, I really started a game club there and made a ton of mistakes. I mean, to the, <laughs> almost to the point where they canned my game club. But I learned a lot. And so when I came to the school, we are now at... I had a lot of experience under my belt as far as running games. I've always dreamed of playing Dungeons and Dragons in a game club, but it's it's a tough thing. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but mostly, as you mentioned, Dan, having a DM. And if I'm the only DM, I can only take five or six kids if I really want it to be successful. And I always had more kids than I had DMs. At our school, I found that I've got, well, you and several of our, our, our staff players. Dan you sucked Bear. us in. You That's invited right. us to play D&D first, and then <laughs> now that you know how to play, how about you DM for me? The master plan revealed. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a really vibrant game club now, from board games to miniatures, as well as D&D. I think this year we had a pretty regular D&D game of about five groups, four or five groups of kids. Yeah. Some led by adults, some led by students, and it's growing. So that's my educational background. As far as Dungeons and Dragons go, our story is very different there. I started playing about the same time you probably did in the late 70s, early 80s. And my parents, when I talked about Dungeons and Dragons, they were thrilled I was reading something. <laughs> and so they, there was nothing on the radar with the Satanic Panic that happened in the 1980s. My parents were just thrilled that I wanted to be playing a game in front of someone and not in front of my Atari playing Pac-Man <laughs> or Miss Pac-Man or what a pitfall. So I started with the basic set. Went to edition one with my back, my across the street neighbor. He's the one that introduced it to me, taught it to me. And we played all through high school with, I brought in a new set of friends and we all played together all the way through high school. I took the game to college, taught it to, uh, to my close friends in college <laughs> with a bit of a risk of, is this going to turn them off? Yeah. Are they going to think I'm some huge nerd? And they loved it. And we would, oh my gosh, the college nights that we would spend playing Dungeons and Dragons were incredible. (laughs) Where I lost touch with Dungeons and Dragons is right after college. Because we've all been there if if we're, you know, our age or, you know, you've been out of college for a while. You lose those friendships. And when you start a career, it's a career. And so I went probably mm, 15 years without playing Dungeons and Dragons. So... Thank goodness it most of that included missing edition four. 
I came back to edition three, but edition four was out. I bought the edition three. It might have been 3.5 on clearance someplace, just <laughs> out of curiosity. And I just happened to know a couple buddies. And I said, well, Paul, Paul is one of them who was the person that I brought back into D&D. And you'll, you'll hear Paul on the slight episodes as we move forward. And that got me back into Dungeons and Dragons. And it was right around there. I was transitioning into a school librarian. And that's my story. So I've played all editions except edition four of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I've lived through Thacko and um, <laughs> some of those other crazy rules and grappling and all of those nightmares. But it, it's just such a great game. And I, I'm so thankful for my parents in the 1980s that didn't fall into the uh, the satanic panic or you're playing this too much and spending too much time. I'm thankful that they saw it for what it was and, uh, right. and encouraged me because I don't know that I ever would have read a book. You know, Dungeons and Dragons is what led me into being a reader and loving books oh, wow. through cool. Tolkien and hmm. then moving on to Fred Saberhagen and Robert Jordan and R.A. Salvatore. I mean, goodness, so much, so much. So that's a little bit about us. Hopefully you've got a, a story that you could share and reach out to us on, on our email and share your story with us as you dive into our dungeon with a couple of teachers in the dungeon. Join our <laughs> campaign as along the way. Right. Find the episodes that speak to you, the, that you enjoy, and join us for this great ride. Dan, what, what else do you want to say about the show? I think we've probably given them enough of a taste. We'll Probably right. end this one and let them jump on into the whatever episodes they want. Please do. We hope to see hear from you. We hope you enjoy Teachers in the Dungeon. So as I end many of the episodes with some sort of a awkward, awkward ending, here's what I'll go with today. <laughs> hey, keep rolling those 20s on those saving throws. Catch you next time. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.